This episode of Clutching Up is brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is your one-stop shop for all of your podcasting, music, and audio distribution needs. Thank you to Anchor.fm for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You are listening to Clutching Up Podcast with your hosts, Brody Cox, Tanner Kraft, Alex Lawson, and Samuel Lyman. Join us as we discuss the most pressing issues of the week on the only podcast for the boys, by the boys. You are listening to the Clutching Up Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Clutching Up Podcast. I'm your host, Brody Cox, along with my other hosts named... Tanner Craft, it's me. <laughs> your boy. And I'm Sam Lyman. Alrighty, boys. How has your week been? We've we've had a lot of things happen since our Halloween candy tier list. Um, you know, a lot of good happenings in the past, you know, seven days. So, uh, how's everybody's week been? It's been a, it's been a good week, Brady. I've I've had a lot of uh, homework and uh, sadness. Me too. Me too. I feel the sadness. anybody anybody else feels sad? I think that's just kind of the general like aroma in the air. An aroma. Everyone's just kind of sad times. An aroma of sadness. That is that is the perfect statement to sum up 2020. It's like potpourri. And I feel fine. But... Okay, Alex, don't flex on us for your like okay mental health. All right, you don't, you don't got to be that way. I mean, I didn't say felt good. I just said fine. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, as you all know, kind of a plateau. <laughs> plateau the aroma has plateaued um as you all as you all know our viewers do not um i am on quarantine until the 24th because a member of my family has allegedly tested positive for covid19 so i have been in my room um i have already watched a ton of netflix and you know tried to tried to make the most out of all this but you know quarantine is quarantine is quarantine it's my Second time doing it, so I'm an old pro at this. The uh, the first time I quarantined, I lived across the way at uh, Memo's because I was the only one affected, and uh, just in that empty house, and that was that was crazy. It felt like I was living alone for the first time, and I definitely lived the life of a uh, depressed single man in his forties. The uh, most exciting part of my day is when I would go to get, make a grilled cheese sandwich 
um, because I would make grilled cheeses and uh, watch old episodes of uh, 30 for 30 pretty much the whole time for two weeks. How how exciting. Yeah, it was great. Did you just eat grilled cheeses or was it just? Uh, three, meal, three meals a day, grilled cheese. Grilled cheese deluxe, actually, if you're familiar with that. This isn't a regular show. Yeah, I know. Like I, I tried my hand at it one day because I was like, I got this, I got this uh, can of Hormel chili. Let me just make a chili and grilled cheese. It's like a chili cheese dog, but without the hot dog. Or the hot so dog bun. So it's just it, chili. It's just chili and cheese. It's kind of gross. Not gonna lie. I mean, Brody really just ate chili, but he's just like trying to make it seem cooler than it is nah there was chili he's just trying to make up for his mustard popcorn okay anyways uh to get off that subject i may be in quarantine but uh i am i'm technically boys i'm technically a supermodel now just so y'all know yeah i had a question how did that come to be so um I applied to be an american eagle instagram model because i work at american eagle for those of you who don't know and uh, that was that was back in like August, I think. And I've been in limbo, been in limbo, been in limbo. And everyone is like, you'll probably get it because you're the only you're like one of the only dudes. And you're definitely the only straight man in the South that has applied for this position. And so we're in limbo, we're in limbo. Probably we're in limbo. Yeah, very. And uh, then today there I am just sitting on the toilet doing my thing. And I get a text message from my boss. And it was like, congrats, you got the uh you got the job. And I was like, oh, that's dope. And then he's like, yeah, I need you to submit two, two uh, pictures of you in American Eagle stuff by Monday. So we're going to put them up around the store. So I had to like actually take a shower because being in quarantine, you know, shower is just a concept. Um, I had to shower right. and like make myself no, presentable. <laughs> yeah. And then, you don't uh, shower, Brody, regularly? I mean, I do. Just like in quarantine, it's just like you don't need to shower twice a day. Like I usually shower twice a day if I see people. But like uh, it's yeah. unhealthy for your hair. Yeah, I have great hair. But um, anyways, after after all that, I showered and then I went around my property taking pictures. So all of my American Eagle influencer pictures look very like naturalist and rugged because uh, I couldn't take them in any like populated place like you're supposed to because I'm in quarantine. So one of the pictures that I sent in is me in front of my tree, like a tree in my front yard holding a football and I'm wearing like a sweater with a, the a dress shirt underneath with a collar sticking out. I look like a preppy guy from the twenties. Very smooth. Very smooth. Yeah. So I'd say you, you killed it even though I haven't seen the picture. Thank you. I'm, I'm actually going to print out copies for you guys. I'm going to make you all calendars. Oh, just calendars of you. Yeah. Two pictures. Yeah. Two, oh, a, calendar. A, a two picture babe calendar. Is this something you're going to like hand to us and be like, all right, now the price to make these, you're going to have to cover them. Like, I know it was a gift. <laughs> I know it was a gift, but uh, can you give me $37.50? This is a bulk order. It's like, I, I have a lot. I'm going to, I'm going to sign and give away. <laughs> you're going to sign and give away. That would be the most like cringeworthy thing is if I started doing giveaways, but they're just signed pictures of myself, like not discounts, <laughs> not like not shopping events, just like, if you like this picture, one lucky gal's going to win a signed picture of me. <laughs> you have to cover shipping and the price of the ink for the picture, but you get to have it. 
they like still haven't even decided what he's going to do as a male model yet. And Brody's like, I'm already just start signing pictures now. <laughs> Look <laughs> at me. Look at me. I've already come. I've already made my debut. One, so once you technically become a male model, you just have to let that wave of just like, I don't know. I don't want to say confidence. That's that's the word I'm looking for. You have to let that word of confidence just like wash over you. <laughs> You just ooze confidence, Brody. Yeah, it oozes out of me like uh, th- that's the new aroma. 2020 went from an aroma of sadness to an aroma of uh, abrasive confidence. In the span of like a day, just because you got the uh, message. Yeah. Now I'm pretty psyched. I'm pretty psyched. It's going to be a fun journey. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, you know what? I might even try to sneak you guys in my sponsored post, be like, all my homies love American Eagle. We only dress in American Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we've been saying of like the aroma of like sadness. Like, what do you think the major emotions would smell like? Okay, um, <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, so first off, like happiness, right? I personally oranges you know i was gonna say fruit smelling so i can i can vibe with that it, it, like the first thing i thought of was like the beach and like there's like tropical kind of yeah yeah, yeah. i vibe. feel like happiness smells like tropical oranges know? are tropical exactly <laughs> alex what do you i think, would agree alex what do you think tropical happiness smells like um based off my the fact that I've been to Hawaii, I would say pineapple. <laughs> so happiness is a Bahama mama. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I can vibe with that. All right, I feel like sadness smells like fish. What? Care to explain? Okay. Have you ever been to, like, the beach and you go out on the pier and it just kind of smells like garbo? Like it, it, it smells like all peers do. Yeah, like peer, like sadness. Kind of true though. S- sadness would smell like a pier to me. Like there's that little hint of like saltiness from the ocean that makes you think, oh, maybe this isn't so bad. And then you just see like mounds of dead fish, and you're like, ah, oh, this ain't the best place to be. Even some to some really weird peers. I've I, I have a story kind of about that. Of dead fish though. Sam, do you have a pier story? <laughs> kind of. So we were down at. Orange Beach last year, right? And we went onto this pier. I can't remember where it was, but it was at nighttime just because it was, you know, moon looked pretty. We wanted to take some photos. And this is just a quick story, but there was this dude at the end of the pier. He was just carrying this large bucket. And eventually he was just strolling, strolling, strolling along. And then he trips and just a bunch of just tiny crabs just go like flooding across the pier. Oh, no. I guess he was, and everybody starts like freaking out and running, running, and he's like trying to like scramble and like pick them up with like still crawling, and then I'm just sitting there in awe, just like sitting. There, I was sitting there on my phone, like what is happening? I look down for one second, and everyone's running. So, I have another peer story. I, I didn't know. I didn't see us taking the turn, but peer stories. Um, I went to the beach one time with my dad and his ex-wife, and um, it was Myrtle Beach, and. We went out on the pier one night, 
and it's like 11.45, and there's a dude with a bucket, but it's this Vietnamese guy, and he he starts being like, you know, starts pointing at his bucket, and everyone's like, what's wrong with your bucket, man? And then he's like fisherman, too. He's night fishing in the bucket, and there's this fish that's in his bucket that's like thrashing about, even though it's in the bucket, because it's a sizable fish, and this is a small bucket, you know, big fish, small bucket. And eventually, the dude, the fish thrashes around enough, and the bucket, like, tips over because it's starting to thrash out and the fish and the bucket go into the water and so then the vietnamese guy it's at like the front of the pier so it's not really deep this is this is important to the story so the vietnamese guy starts to like go under the slat to try to like retrieve the bucket in the pier and then like the security guard's like hey you can't do that and the vietnamese guy's like my bucket my bucket and he's like no 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 you're not going to jump off this pier to get your bucket we'll get you a new bucket and then we just sort of walked away an eventful night of peers for both of you. Yeah. I, I, you don't really think that you have a good peer story until you just like, you're forced to think about peers. <laughs> I mean, that's only, the, that's the really only peer story I can think of. Do you have multiple? I, is this a recurring thing? No, I will say that like when I do go to Destin, I don't know what it is. And I'm not saying this like as a racist thing, but like, Every time. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You have to start. start. <laughs> That's not a good start to the statement, but no, no, uh, I'm saying continue. Every, every time I've been to a pier, every person I've been with, has there there has been, and I hand to God, there's been Asian people fishing, and every time they've been they've been like, Yeah, we're Vietnamese. Like they're always Vietnamese people fishing on the piers. It's not like any other ethnicity is just vietnamese people and i've never understood like i don't know if they're just big into fishing but like in destin and in myrtle beach there are always vietnamese people fishing on the piers is this something you like look for now every time you like go to a pier you're like where is he i mean i probably haven't been to where's the vietnamese guy i have to find him. <laughs> i probably haven't been Sir, to are a... you vietnamese <laughs> <laughs> i probably haven't been to a pier in a good five or six years but I know it's because you're not Vietnamese. I guess so. I guess that I'm just, I just need to know my place is not on the pier. You're too white for piers. Yeah. I don't know. When I go to the beach, I'm not one of those guys that's like, let's go to the boardwalk. Let's go to the pier. I'm always like, you know, let's. You're go. like, let's go to the beach. Beach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm Nikki Majajin it up. I'm like, I want to go to the beach. <laughs> I want, I might go to the hot tub. I might go to the golf course. But I'm, I'm there to go to the beach, and then I want to go eat places. And, like, if we go out at night, it's like the nightlife. But I know of people that are like, yeah, we took a day and went to the boardwalk and played games at the boardwalk the whole day. I'm like, if I want to go play crap fair games, I'll either go to Dollywood or the uh, Tennessee Valley Fair. I'm not going to spend a day that would be at the beach that's like a big event playing crap fair games on a shady boardwalk. I agree. I mean, I like to go to the... Broadway at the beach in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, but I like to do that at night. I don't want to do that during the day. I don't want to waste a day. I could be out on the beach going to that. I'm not a beach guy. Not a fan. Really? You're not a big beach guy. No, I just not a not a sand lover. And uh, you know, I've always had just bad memories of the beach. So I think it's just like. Made me hate the beach subconsciously. I'm I'm sorry for providing bad memories of the beach, Tanner. No, that was one time. I've had many bad experiences at the beach. That is a fun story, though. Our be- our beach story from when we were little. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do tell. So one time, me and Tanner. Well, this is a this is weird because I barely remember the lead up. This is how I remember it. So, what grade were we in, Tanner? Were we in middle school or were we in elementary school? It was like time? third to fourth grade, maybe. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely weren't like people yet, really. But we were still like <laughs> in that tweeny tween age, and yeah, uh, I remember it like. And I guess it's just because my childlike memory, the way I remember it is I was just like playing over at Tanner's house one day. And then on the way home, mom was like, so uh, how would you feel if you went to the beach with Tanner next week? And I was like, shoot, OK, I'll go. And so there we are. We're in the car going to the beach and um, we get down there. And at that I'm at the age where I'm almost to middle school. It would have had to be fifth grade because I was like, yeah, coffee is great. I'm an intellectual. I love coffee. <laughs> and on the way down there, I was still fat. Um, I had like 10 Diet Cokes and a McDonald's chocolate coffee. And so everything's going fine. We're living it up, having a grand old time. And me and Tanner um, go to bed because we all shared the uh, we shared the the room. And we go to bed and then it's like three in the morning. Right. And I wake up eyes like saucers. I hear Tanner going like in the bed and I move over and I throw up and I try to make it into the trash can but I end up throwing up all over the carpet of this condo that we just like (laughs) rented and it was bad and so then I had to do that thing where like you go get your parent or like Tanner did the thing I think where like you go get the parent because you threw up except it wasn't my parent and I'm at the beach and I'm stressed as a kid (laughs) And then Tanner's dad, God bless his soul, had to, like, send us out to sleep on the couch while he went to the place and got a a carpet cleaner and had to clean the carpet because uh, little Brody decided to vomit on it. And that and that has scarred me for the rest of my life. I still to this day feel awful about that occurrence. In my head, I can imagine Tanner's dad just being like, why did I invite that boy? Exactly. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing. like, Like. uh, I'm sorry, son, you can't be friends with this guy anymore. That was what I was thinking, too, is I was thinking, like, all right, when we get back to civilization, like, back to Knoxville, Tanner's never going to speak to me again because of this. <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm still friends with him, so. Mm-hmm. Give it a few yeah, years. That's, like, the only thing I remember from that beach trip, actually. I remember that, and then I remember, like, one morning we woke up. It was after that, after the carpet had been cleaned, and we went to bed with the TV on because we were watching, like, Batman Begins. And then when we woke up, it was, like, 8 in the morning, and they were playing Saw 3 on the television. (laughs) And so, like, we were just sitting up, and it's like, oh, you know, uh, what's on? And usually when you wake up as a kid, they're infomercials or, like, Nick at Night. Nah, we woke up to some dude getting, like, hacked to bits, and we were like, oh, this is kind of kind of whack. I always wake up to George Lopez. George Lo- I was about oh. to say that. George Lopez. Waking up to George Lopez is a rite of passage as a child. So I feel like that's a memory everyone collectively shares. That is correct. Like waking up at four in the morning with like a cold sweat and you look up just to hear the jingle start out. It's just a low rider and you see George Lopez on a trampoline and it's like, oh, okay. This yeah. is how my day's gonna go. You ever think if George Lopez has woken up in the middle of the night to George Lopez on his television? I hope so. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I hope it's as much of a fever dream for him as it is for us. I feel like it's more of a fever dream for him, because like imagine waking up in the middle of the night to Low Rider and then you're staring at yourself jumping on a trampoline. 
Do you that would be that pretty trippy, honestly. Yeah. Is this not a common occurrence for everyone? I mean, not me, but then again, I don't have fever dreams often. I don't yeah. have dreams. I felt that. I I dream, and I dream weird, and I dream vividly. Like, and I dream about weird stuff. Like, the plot line of my dreams are very weird. Like, the other night, I had a dream that I lost the television remote. And, like, that's a very menial thing, except I lost the television remote at the beach, and I had to dig through the sand to find the television remote. Wait, why was the remote at the beach? I don't know how I get in these situations. It's like my dream. My dreams are like a Mad Lib that God makes, where it's like, hmm, we need an adjective and an action and then three nouns, and that's what Brody's going to dream about tonight. My favorite part is when you remember a dream, and it's like during the dream you're like, oh, all this makes perfect sense. This is just how life is. And then you remember the dream once you woke up, and it's like, none of that made any sense at all. It's like, how didn't I realize that I was in a dream? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like Like, digging for a remote in the sand. Yeah, no, because I'm digging in the remote in the sand, and rather than thinking, like, this is stupid, my thought is, oh my gosh, I've lost the remote. Oh, I'm so stunned. (laughs) You guys have funny dreams. I just have dreams that head too close to home. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have those too. I think we all have those, yeah. On the down yeah, I, whenever I dream, though, it's always like I'm back in high school or some kind of school setting because my life, my life is just so boring that I need to go back to high school. Apparently, and like I meet the perfect girl, like the coolest, most popular girl, and she's got like all the qualities that like fit me, and I'm like, oh man. And I somehow ended up like running into her and we established a relationship from there. And then I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm sad now. <laughs> the worst, though, is when you have a dream about your morning routine and you're completely ready for like school or whatever. And then you wake up and literally have to do everything all over again. Never had that happen. I have dreams Same. in that vein, except I've had a dream legitimately where I'm driving to school and I blink and then I'm in my bed and it's such a vivid dream. I'm like, whoa, 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 I should be dead. Like, what happened? My car, <laughs> my car ran off the road. It's like, wait For that brief know. second, you're like, was I dreaming or did something really bad happen? You know, and then it's just, I hate having dreams where you're taking a test that you know you have the next day and you're like, you either pass or fail, but then after it happens in the dream, you're like, ah, oh, the test is over, and then you wake up and you still have to take that test. <laughs> like, that's the biggest buzzkill. I felt that way with homework. Yeah. Like, when I have a long paper due, I remember having a dream about doing it and then waking up and like, really? You just got to mess with me like that? I tell you, the strangest dream that I've had, and I've, I've talked to people that are in drum corps that can say this, but I remember band camp senior year, during those two weeks, I dreamed that I was in rehearsal block playing the warm-ups, playing the show music, and it wasn't like a weird altered version. Like literally in my sleep, it was just, all right, we're going to rep bar 35 again. And in my sleep, I was repping bar 35 for like 12 hours. And then I woke up and still couldn't play bar 35 the right way, but I just heard it over and over and over in my dreams. So I don't know if that helped, but it happened. You want to know a fun fact? Yeah. little inside scoop. I actually keep a dream journal on like the notes in my phone 
whenever I like wake up and something like really crazy happened, I'm like, nah, I'm going to remember this one. And I like, try to write it down real quick. Sam, as much info as I can remember. How many viewers do we have to get uh, for you to read your dream journal on the podcast? How many viewers? Uh, what's something I don't I want to get a consensus of you three and I'll agree. Whatever you guys decide. How many? At viewers? least two. OK, that's a little low. How many do you think, that, boys? We need to set that as like a goal. Ten. Y'all are saying two and 15. ten. I was literally going to say like, all right, when we hit 50 viewers and you guys are like, let's do 10. Yeah, but I want it to be more, more like recent than that. Okay, yeah, I I could see that. Let's do let's do fifteen. If we once we get fifteen viewers on this episode, Sam will read his dream journal on the podcast. Oh. Sounds great. It should be interesting and be a really, really fun time. <laughs> Sam opens something up. to look forward to. To watch. Sam has like uh, it's itemized. Sam's just like, all right, chapter one, all the sex dreams I've had. <laughs> oh god. The episode is like two and a half hours long of just the first part. Doesn't we got to get through the lore first before we get to the doesn't, oh gosh. Even, doesn't even go into detail. It's just a list of all of the like people he's had to dream of having sex with. You guys ever had those dreams where you're just like going to school naked? It's actually just pictures. Yes. They, those give me the most anxiety. Like, and it carries over to real life because I'm like, is this just a dream where I'm going to school with clothes on? And my actual body is like at school naked, like that would scare me. Tanner's anxiety is just like I could be naked at any moment and I would not know it. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, how often do you have moments in life where you're like, "Wait, is this a dream?" Uh, very frequently, because I just say at home you, constantly. You just, Fair enough. you're just like, uh, um, you're unwillingly naked. <laughs> I have had my clothes taken off of me without my consent. I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, goodness. No. Um, yeah, I've had those dreams, and that's crazy. I've also dreamed that I'm at work, except I've dreamed that, like, Karens yell at me, and I yell back. And I know it's a dream because I yell back because in real life, you know, <laughs> you just got to sit there and take it. Like, good old American Eagle influencer, AEO inclusive. You just got to be like, oh, yep, that's okay. But, like, in my dreams, I just let them have it. I'm like, no, you don't get your extra blanket. No, you don't get your 25% off. You know why? Because you're mean. Wow. And that's when you yeah. wake up and you're like, wow, I really let them have it. <laughs> Time to go to work. <laughs> Time to go to work now combination combination dream a Karen's yelling at me and then I just instantly become naked and then they just walk away <laughs> casually yeah. okay boys here's a segue into a topic that I just came up with uh, would you ever get a VTuber avatar to like wear to zoom calls to zoom calls so like classes yeah. so for those yeah like just refresh me a vtuber is like that virtual like pokimane now right where it's like a yeah yeah it's like motion tracking technology that puts like a a little anime girl or anime boy whatever whatever you want as like a front for where you actually your face for your face i feel like that is just the worst I'm trying to wait it's gonna be super popular man beautiful. it's already getting popular i would do it in zoom classes as like a really funny gag See if anyone catches on. Which is going to be really weird because in Zoom classes, like everyone just sits there with the blank screens, like muted and camera off anyway. So I'll just, just be sitting, sitting there, there with the teacher, it's like a little anime boy. 
Yeah, no, like this semester for me, there's only one class where I have to have the camera turned on the whole time consistently, and it's the most annoying thing ever. It's Spanish class. So I would do oh, I would do same. anime boy for that just to like get back at him because every other class, you know, they respect the fact that I'm definitely going to scroll through TikTok or do homework during this class. And that's the only class that has that gall to make me pay attention. So I do that to them. A lot of uh, a lot of streamers nowadays searches. are. Uh, oh, sorry, Alex. You can you can go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say I looked up VTuber Pokemon and I really hate the suggested searches. <laughs> oh no! The villains, scary stuff. Like, like Pokemon thick butt, Pokemon. Oh my foot, god! Pokemon yeah. feet pick. <laughs> yeah. Like, internet is wild, wild place. They like their Pokemon. The internet's but, uh, a scary place. <laughs> it really is. But like I was saying, uh, a bunch of streamers are apparently getting to like getting their own VTuber model. The most recent one that I saw that like I watch consistently is uh, Lily Pichu, and she's uh, she got it. She has like two actually. You know, until uh, our boy Ray Navez Jr. Oh, it's a VTuber. Then it's it's not a, it's not going to be. As good as it could be. Brody, did you just mention the best Twitch streamer at Twitch.tv? Yeah, at, at Twitch. Everyone go uh, sub to <laughs> Brown Man. <laughs> We're not sponsored. We're just shouting out uh, just, somebody that we like. We're just shouting them out. Do, do you really think that like we on episode two, we get sponsored by Ray Neves Jr.? <laughs> I, I would take it open arms. I would oh, embrace oh, that man. Oh, me too. Like he could... You know, I would probably like sell the rights to every word I said to him if he would sponsor this <laughs> podcast. For each individual word. Uh, he could literally just be like, he could sponsor us and it could just be like propaganda for whatever he wanted. <laughs> uh, so speaking of video games, have you guys seen the leaked Warzone map? footage from Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I have not. I I tried to find the footage, but I wasn't able to see anything. Or if it was just a picture or footage, I can't figure out what it was supposed to be. I guess this is my bad in preparation for the episode, but I thought that I had sent it in the group chat, the TikTok, but I must not have. Um, The same guy that leaked footage of the multiplayer two weeks before the alpha came out leaked the footage for the Warzone too. So that makes me wonder, like, are we... Oh, so it's credible source? Yeah, it's credible source because it's the same dude that leaked. Because, like, I thought that it was a little sus, the multiplayer. And then when it came out and it was the same, like, the regular stuff, I was like, oh, this guy's legit. So he leaked the Warzone map, and the Warzone map is going to be snowy. There's a lot of hunting lodges. There's an ice lake... But the thing that I noticed, that and this sounds so dumb, but the thing that I noticed in this map compared to the other map is that, like, the density of trees is a lot thicker to where there's more, like, wooded, thick, like, genuine forest stuff where, like, the current Warzone map has trees, you know, but you can still drive vehicles through it. The trees are so bad on this map that I legitimately think that it's going to be a lot more focused on in some areas, like, firefights and camping out in the woods and, like, legitimately like going through a forest instead of just being able to drive a jeep anywhere on the map 
and I think that'll make gameplay interesting. I know that's a weird thing to notice, especially because it's a whole new map, but, like, I really like the placement of the trees. I really like the tree placement for this game. <laughs> nothing else, just the trees. Placement. It's just a bunch of Minecraft trees. Like, the the engine, the engine for uh, Cold War is the same, except it has Minecraft trees. <laughs> Ten out of ten, uh, tree placement. Tree placement, just mm, mwah, mamma mia. No, that uh, that reminds me of Minecraft. This is a small segue from the new Warzone map. Talk about Call of Duty. They put in a new uh, weapon pack yesterday that is the 16-bit pack. And for a game that touts realism, if you buy this pack and you kill somebody with the 16-bit uh, weapon variant whenever the body dies, it turns into Tetris blocks and falls on the ground. So that's a that thing. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that, that's a thing in a game that uh, touts realism. You can uh, be turned into Tetris blocks if you get killed now. But that's really cool. Microtransaction. That's cooler than the actual like main game. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, it's one of the 2200 COD point packs, so it's like $24 just to turn someone into Tetris blocks. Is it, is it worth it? Have I considered buying it? I, yes. I paid $25 or whatever for the girl with cat ears. The cat ears. So. I mean, that is respectable. Maybe it's worth it. It depends on you. I really, like, I'm, I have a love-hate relationship with microtransactions in video games because I get that that's what, that's what they're all built around nowadays to get cosmetics. But I really feel like Call of Duty World War II is a game that everybody hated. But I do feel like there was some merit in it to where supply drops in that game were earnable for by playing the game. Like after every multiplayer map or every multiplayer match, they had a roulette wheel where somebody in the somebody in the match got a supply drop just for playing. And then you could unlock supply drops from doing challenges. And I really feel like that's a lost art with the in the era of microtransactions that like you should be able to play for some weapon variant, for some form of supply drop, even if even if microtransactions are prominent in the game. I feel like there should be some reward for playing that isn't just like XP or a calling card or whatever. I don't know. I really like that feature. I agree, but the microtransactions make them so much money. It's... They're not going to stop. They're going to make a lot of that paywalled. Oh, and they're not going away. Like, the Battle Pass system made the supply drop system obsolete. And that's, that's you know, okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. Because these two supply drops were terrible. Mm-hmm. And basically, with the, uh, just buying, like, the skins and stuff is way more... You're buying exactly what you're getting rather than buying tons of supply drops. Yeah, and I do. And just hoping you're getting something. Yeah, because I would honestly just about it rather pay a little bit extra for something I know that I'm getting and I know that I want. Because I would would see people – it's like buying FIFA coins and FIFA packs. There would be people that would spend like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get like one weapon charm because they would just get redos of everything. uh, That's the thing I've I've never understood is the fact that – like the actual price of the skins are and other stuff like it are so wildly expensive because like the game itself is usually, you know, about $60 and then you'll have like a $20 skin, which is a third of the price of the game. Yeah. Initially. Well, cause they know that like 
uh, children will ask for their mom's credit cards and then the moms will be like, ah, oh, sure, just don't pay attention to me while I drink my wine and uh, they'll buy them the they'll buy them the stuff. I think the best game to do like microtransactions for skins and camos was way black was uh, way back in Black Ops Two when a community camo pack was like three dollars and it unlocked the camouflage for every gun in the game. That's I remember you, those? That's how you should do it. Because something as insignificant as a camouflage should be like three dollars and you'd still make hand over fist money. Yeah, but as a like company or companies uh, gaming is gone more cheap and they put less work in for just because you can like they'll make people pay money for the actual stuff and yeah, less work from and they get more value oh yeah 100 percent. and that's it's a smart business practice but as a as a gamer as well i'm just like they could do it differently but i understand why they're doing it from a business standpoint I don't think it's a very nice business practice. I think it's very shady. Yeah, but I mean, and I think people hate it. But I mean, capitalism is capitalism is king, my guy. Yeah, but they changed you it because we complained enough, and then the government got involved because they're like, "Hey, <laughs> those loot boxes, yeah, you, that's gambling. It's literally gambling. You actually need to like put your percentages down, or we're Was gonna it? like sue you." Was it an EA spokesperson that said in court that they were uh, surprise mechanics, not gambling? Yes, yes okay. Battlefront Two. Literally, the yeah. definition of gambling. You know that was that's funny. EA lost, <laughs> lost big that. time. It was funny when that happened because like sports betting is still it's not going to be legal in the state of Tennessee until next month. But it was like you couldn't bet on sports, but you could buy as many loot boxes in Star Wars Battlefront 2 as you wanted. And that was just like an incredible stat to think of. That like there are adults that want to gamble on sports that have to go across state lines and do all this stuff. But any nine-year-old kid can take their mom's credit card and just gamble their heart away on Star Wars Battlefront for like skins. I mean like look at Fortnite. Fortnite's doing it right, man. They don't got a loot box system. They just have a battle pass, and you can just buy whatever skins like in the store. Like, yeah. That and they're like one of the biggest games still. Sadly, like our age group definitely did that whole thing back last year when it was Fortnite versus Minecraft. You know who's gonna? Everybody's still playing Minecraft to get the traffic up to make it the be- the biggest game still. But like Fortnite definitely peaked already. And Fortnite is just a – it's a weird entity now where still a lot of people play it, but nobody that I know plays it consistently anymore because used to everybody played it no matter their age. But now I feel like a lot of people that are that are in our age bracket that did play it have left it by the wayside and don't play it anymore because it's just populated by children. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. They've made like hand over fist what they spent to make the game. Oh, yeah. The, the people at Epic Games are probably on some boat – smelling happiness right now <laughs> and by that i mean definitely doing cocaine but you know it's it's the same thing i was gonna say happiness is white powder <laughs> so so happiness is white powder and not tropical hmm it's a little bit of both it's tropical white powder it's uh, oh they are in a boat i forgot it's colombian cocaine <laughs> um cocaine speaking of 
cocaine. That makes me think of heart attacks. Alex, uh, are you still having a heart attack? I know you're having some trouble before the stream. Are you Are you doing all right? You doing good? Yeah, my chest is feeling a bit better. That's my good. My spine started to feel weird at one point, but I think I'm good. I think you were having a heart attack. I think it's. I think it would be palpitations, dude. Come on. Alex, uh, is your left arm is it your left arm or your right arm that goes numb during a heart attack? Left. I think it's the left one. Alright, is your left arm numb? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well no. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> Clutching Up Podcast, episode two. Alex has a heart attack. Clutching Up Podcast, episode three. Alex dies. <laughs> Thanks. It'd be clear. Real vote of confidence right there. It's like Alex did not clickbait. It's the title. Gone second. Yeah, and we we'd only be three three episodes in, and we're already clickbaiting Alex's death to our to our viewers. We changed Tanner twerks on Alex's coffin. <laughs> we changed the theme from safety dance to uh, in the arms of an angel. Gone sexual. I know, I know that like the segues, the, the segues in this episode are just like crazy, but this does relate to dead people. Have you seen the memes that like Adam Sandler's Instagram page is pretty much just like all dead people? Like the only time Adam Sandler posts on Instagram anymore is when somebody dies. So in like all the comments of like sad posts, you got to post though. Like, I don't know. It's Adam Sandler. He's got that new movie, but like. It's Supposedly he's going to try to make an Adam Sandler verse. Yes. I'm excited. What? Have you not seen that? Excuse me? He said he was inspired by Avengers Endgame and wants to make a movie where like all of the Adam Sandler characters and movies are in the same universe and all of the Adam Sandlers unite together to fight a common threat. Wait, wait, wait. You're you telling me like... Adam Sandler character? <laughs> Bobby Boucher. And that and that brings us to the tier list uh, of the strongest Adam Sandler character. It makes me think of like, the, no, sorry, Sam, you can go ahead. I was just saying, it makes me think of like Jack and Jill, where Adam Sandler played both characters. So now he's just going to play all the characters in a movie eventually. But wait, what if he plays? <laughs> Love Jack? to see it. What if Adam Sandler plays Jack and Jill in a movie where Adam Sandler already plays every other character? <laughs> What's the movie with a? Uh... Where he has the remote that can like pause the world. Click. Oh my Click. god. <laughs> Clicks Adam Sandler, most OP character. Say, so, yeah, wait a minute. All you need to win the Adam Sandler verse is just to get Click Adam Sandler to come fight <laughs> fight the MacGuffin. Like, you can just pause the thing. Just pause get, the world. Wasn't Christopher Walken in that movie? I think so. I have no I idea. I think it was the guy that gave him the remote. Yeah. You just need remote wielding uh, Christopher Walken. That's They're not gonna Adam have Sandler, like, though. I don't know. The man's doing a lot of work. I feel like you're gonna have like a uh, Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler, and Billy Madison, Adam Sandler go against the Click Adam Sandler. <laughs> can we? Can we have? Um, can we have all of the Adam Sandlers in this movie? The big enemy is just uncut gems. Adam Sandler, like the one serious <laughs> role that he played. <laughs> <laughs> I just checked his Instagram just to see how correct you were yeah. about him only posting about people dying in a solid 50% of his posts are <laughs> like rip someone. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that if you go into the comments of any of the posts, like the top comment is just like, 
uh, like this comment if you're checking here. Uh, it's like like this comment if you think Adam Sandler's uh, Instagram page has just turned into obituaries. <laughs> like, <laughs> my gosh, essentially, it's really sad. He posted about the uh, the maid from Two and a Half Men dying the other day, and that was kind of a bummer. I never really watched Two and a Half Men. I remember like passing by the TV sometimes and seeing the show on, and I'm like, it's so weird. Yeah. Two and a Half Men is a show that I remember watching before everybody had to have cable. Do you remember that? Like where you had quote unquote cable and it was through somewhere, but it was just like basic TV. And then they made that switch to like HD or whatever, where everybody had to have a box that was capable of doing on demand. Do you remember that? No. No. It was in like uh, it was in like 2008 or 2010. It was like the HD switch where like everybody had to have a, a stronger box. And that was that was a show that I remember just like I have a vivid memory of going into an AT&T store while my mother got a new cell phone and watching two and a half men for like 4 hours while she got her new phone back in like 2000 and oh goodness 2011. Oh, my apologies, my dog is in my room. We, th- we grew up in a very interesting time because, like, the advancements in technology from when we were born in 2001 to now, it's it's just wild. Like We've grown as a society. So we, we started off our lives with, like, VHS tapes and now... Uh, Transparencies. And now transparencies. Oh, my God the overhead projector but uh now we're here in in our 20s you know at the end of our lives and uh we got I'm, sorry, our 20s, yeah. I'm, I'm almost 20 i think he's talking specifically about me yeah tanner you turned 20 in like what a couple days five days yeah, yeah. five days um and now t- doesn't remember your birthday i shut up i do um tanner uh, Japan, that's what I was going to say. Japan is to the point where they have a giant robot that can just like flip people off. The, it's kind uh, of a power Japan's move. trying to build a life-size Gundams. Maybe that's what Adam Sandler and his cohorts are going to fight. Japan robots. <laughs> to make up for weak allies. Japan doesn't need allies if they have a robot. Uh, you know. Can't help but wonder. I don't know if they had a things. If they had a giant robot that could flip me off, I'd be like, oh, I'd be intimidated. It's just the big robot do. from uh, Origins and Black Ops Two. So now that's a different robot. story. That's a big robot. You're saying you're talking about like World War Two in Japan and like the robot. If you could go back in time to any point in history and give anyone any weapon, what would it be? Um, anyone any weapon? Anyone any weapon? Oh, okay. Um, I would give uh, Hitler. A sword. Excalibur, specifically. I think... Okay, so we're helping Hitler. I think I would give the Continental Army... Would, you, would the stone still be attached? Would he have to, like, get it out somehow? <laughs> I guess I would. I guess I would give him the stone as well. And he would have to figure out how to get it out. And that would consume him so much that he wouldn't be able to kill the Jews. I think, for mine, I would go off a of sheer comedy... I think it would be one of two things, and they would all—they would both involve giving them modern guns. I would either give like the Continental Army modern guns, 
versus the British to where like the Revolutionary War, just learning about it in history books is like, yeah, they were they were so fast or whatever. Just a bunch of farmers just like totally capped the British in like 10 days. Because if you think about it, it's like out. I was going to say one of my thoughts was immediately immediately like George Washington RPG or like AR-15. The other thing that I thought about is going way back to like BC, like Old Testament biblical days and giving like the like the Jews, like just all the firepower, like when the Assyrians came with their swords and shields and chariots or like the Egyptians just like give them like arm them to the teeth like when the children of Israel are running from the Egyptians and like the Red Sea they just turn around with like mini guns and just open fire into the head like Moses has an anti-aircraft missile (laughs) Moses calling in the cluster strike (laughs) the Red Sea my immediate first thought was to be like I would just like go to Alexander the Great and give him just like a handgun and just be like, you know what? I wonder if he can actually wonder if he would, you know, win this time around just to see what happens. Conquers the entire world. You have one handgun and Alexander the Great, like just one, just one of them. Would you give him one magazine too, to where like when he had his, like, yeah, you, you got to see, he has to you see what he does with it. He had his like 10 shots. I, I don't know. I feel like giving an ancient Greek person a handgun would be pretty would be pretty uh, intimidating considering the fact they could just like point it and kill somebody. They would I was def- gonna say it's like it's ten shots, but you're gonna hit all ten shots because no one else is pointing a gun at you. Yeah, and at the time they would definitely like try to describe it. That'd be like some mythical uh, object, you know, from the gods. It's like Alexander can just point at you and kill you. So like even if he used up his ten shots. Word would still be out that if Alexander points this thing at you, he has the power to instantly kill you. And I feel like that would solve a lot of conflicts before they even started. Just like in the in the like drawings that we find later on in life, though, it's just like you see Alexander the Great like his gat and he's just like... He has like he has like a band he has like a bandana a paisley bandana tied around his head just like the gat sticking out of his like tunic. But the real question is: Was Alexander the Great a blood or a crip? Is um, he totally a blood? I don't know. Goodness, I don't know. He made some of those people cripple. Wow. I don't know. I I feel like guns would vastly change a whole lot of conflicts in the ancient world. I would, I would agree. What if I just gave the uh, gave the Continental Army an M1 Abrams? Well, what 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 is the what are the English gonna do then? Give them a tank. That would be in the history books. Like in in uh, it'd be like the Battle of the Iron Giant. It's like the Continental Army, you know, decided to use a unique tactic. They were gifted a tank by some mysterious group of people, and you know, there'd be like several battles where the British just tried to tank down the one tank. What's this? George Washington commanding the Luftwaffe. Better yet, better yet. Imagine going back that far and giving the Continental Navy an aircraft carrier. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't think they'd be able to use it properly, honestly. Just the sheer size of that. You have like a British warship that's like made out of wood pulling up alongside of an aircraft carrier. It's like a hundredth of the size of the carrier. Like, wait a minute. I think we've already lost this battle, boys. There's like 10 people on the aircraft carrier. So like, we don't even know what this is or how to use it, but we have it. I don't even think it matters. How would they get onto your aircraft carrier? (laughs) Grappling hooks, Sam. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the ancient English grappling hook. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to change my answer. Instead of getting Adolf Hitler the, the Excalibur, I want to give Jesus a katana. <laughs> oh my I know God. he probably wouldn't use it, but I think it'd be such a status. Like, you know, Jesus got a katana. Watch out, Romans. Try poking him with a spear this time. What's she going to do? Hmm? Jesus just doesn't die for our sins. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait, this didn't work out. It's like writing history where Jesus doesn't die. (laughs) It's like the part where Peter cuts off the the slave boy's ear with a sword, except it's just like... It's a Roman soldier, what? Slave boy. I thought it was a slave boy. What? No, like I'm, I'm being. No, legitimate. it's where Judas brings the Roman soldiers to arrest Jesus, and he slices off one of their ears. Yeah, and, and Peter Jesus picks it back up and hold puts on. it on. Him. I'm gonna fact check you. I I'm convinced it's not like a slave boy, slave boy, but it's like a. Uh... Yo, just think about it though. Jesus got a katana. Like any any anybody that like doubts him and they like they want to be hostile towards Jesus, you could just like slice their leg off and you could like magic it back on. Aha. All right. Here we go. John 18.10. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, mind you, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Sick. I didn't know this was Bible study now. Nice. This is cool. Right. I'm like, this took a a really weird turn. We started off with Peter stories. Now we're talking about uh, <laughs> Jesus and Judas in the Bible. Uh, no, episode two, Peers and Ears. Peers and Peers and Ears. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. No, it's like, d- speaking of weapons, did you all see where Hacksmith has actually made a lightsaber? Yes. It's basically just a super high-powered torch, but it works. What the point of it is it looks real. Like, that's the first, like, it, and it does lightsaber stuff. Like, realistically, we can say as a society now that that, that counts in my book. We have developed a lightsaber. What, what counts as a lightsaber stuff to you? We don't know if it can, like, reflect laser beams. Okay, but, like, it can still it do all the It does basic stuff. stuff. Yeah. It can cut things. I'll put it, I'll put and it this way. If somebody brings that towards me, I would run. I guess the more important part is, like, aesthetically, like, besides the kind of, like, backpack thing you have to have with the fuel, it, like, looks like a lightsaber. Yeah, and they obviously, they did it based off the proto-saber, which is in the expanded universe. But, like, it's, the other ones that they've done have been, like, pieces of metal that are really heated up. This is legitimately, like, lightsaber not not like a not a pre-existing thing it is just a lightsaber how do they control the length of the blade 
It's basically like a super high-powered torch. So like when you blow uh, a torch out, it's just spitting flames out to a certain point. Yeah, the only it's sus... It's actually made for glass blowing. The only <laughs> sus thing about it is that you pretty much have to have a propane tank strapped to your back. Yeah. yeah that's called I, mean, I, I do that. And they said in the video, the amount of fuel you carry on your back will only fuel it for about five minutes. Yeah. You know what you can do in five minutes, though? What can you do? Plenty of things. <laughs> Kill a lot of people who don't have a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> a lightsaber or a gun, you know, that's a lot of people. You could uh, develop. You give George Washington the proto saber. <laughs> I'm still down with Tanner's it's like you idea. got five minutes. I'm still down with Tanner's idea of, on, of uh, giving Alexander the Great a handgun. Just one. Oh, that was, oh sorry. That wasn't was my idea. idea. Sorry. That was that was my idea. Tanner's idea was giving Hitler a scalper. Hey, I changed my mind. I said Jesus a katana. That's my actual answer. Right. Yeah, no, it's I, just just the flip side. Here, how about this? This is a, even trippier. Giving someone from that era just a car. <laughs> I guess that could, yeah. if in the right circumstance, classify as a weapon. Yeah, like giving Abraham Lincoln modern day healthcare. <laughs> giving Abraham Lincoln a helmet. That is a weapon, you know. I, I would <laughs> you get you go back in time, you just hand Abraham Lincoln like a children's bike helmet. It's like, what's this for? You'll know. You'll know when the time comes. <laughs> Goodness, I've I've been uh, following Sam's trend. I've been watching Clone High at night too, and uh, oh, it's great! It is it is such a good show. I watched. That. It's one of those things like I remember like hearing about, but then I completely forget it, and then it just kind of reappears thanks to our weird online culture. Yeah, and I've I've been watching. Uh, I've watched the first two episodes, and. They're just they're just so quality. I love the principal, the principal of Clone High and the uh, super secret shadow gang. Um, how many how many episodes are there? Because the uh, the whole series rewatch on YouTube is only four hours. Uh, let me try to I can look it up. I don't know. I feel like if it was canceled, then we definitely need to bring it back because that show did not need to be canceled. Jimmy, pull up the clip. Jamie, yeah, clip that, Jamie. Pull it up. Well, Sam looks for that. It says there are 13 episodes. Wow. That's not a lot. That is one not a season, lot. I assume. Yeah. I assume it's one season, but I think there's two seasons, right? Man, yeah. if, if there were two seasons, that would be like, what, six and a half episodes a season? Yeah, kind well, of I mean, the first uh, Office season only had, like, six episodes. Yeah, but then The Office went on to have, like, 20-something episodes a season for nine seasons after that. Yeah. I will say, I've not finished The Office yet, but I'm in season, mid to late season eight. and um, It's pretty far, to be fair. Yeah. There's, I'm, I, I can't form a full justified opinion until the whole thing is over, but... I really wish that Steve Carell did not leave the office because season eight has been far weaker just as far as the plot lines and everything have gone. It has been far weaker. Is this so, the uh, Will Ferrell? It's, uh, Will Ferrell starts it. James Spader ends it, from what I hear. Robert California. I think that's 
I think that's what everyone generally agrees is like when the show starts to fall off. And I like the character. It gets better with Robert California, I will say. I like the character of Robert California. I like what he's done. One of my favorite episodes, actually, that I've watched is the one where they have the uh, house party at his house. That's a good one. Um, That's a crazy one. My favorite part of that whole episode is the very end where they're all, like, dancing. Him and Gabe and Ryan are dancing in the, in, like, their Mm. their, naked dance. He's like, hold on, boys. (laughs) And he goes, that one's funny. But um, my big problem, and I watched a video on this the other night, and I can't help but agree. I feel like seasons eight and seasons nine undo a lot of what has been done in the first seven seasons of The Office, and it makes you dislike certain characters that you've grown to love because it turns them into bad people at the end for a little bit. Who? Huh? Like who? I don't know. The big arc that they showed, the two ones were like where Andy starts to become like more mean and less like uh, Andy, you know, as he has been. It reverts to like the Andy before the anger management classes. And then uh, the whole Jim and Pam thing where like their relationship gets to be on the rocks. It's like you don't do that to Jim and Pam. You can do that to Ross and Rachel. You can do that to whoever, but you can't do that to Jim and Pam. Like throwing a flag. Yeah, I feel like that kind of portion of the show is unnecessary yeah in my opinion i mean they got two kids together goodness in bc let them live their lives jerks this is just a side topic um i do follow jenna fisher on instagram and uh because i love i love the office ladies podcast she has not oh i've heard right she has not aged a single bit from the show like she still looks the same, and I don't know how. She, you can tell there's some aging, but yeah, no, she looks great. Yeah, quality, quality female. That the podcast they have is great. It is. The only complaint that I have is that like in the show you don't realize how much of like a loud. Where's Where's Jenna Fisher from? St. Louis. Yeah. You don't realize how much of a loud, like, Midwestern accent they all have. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's if like it's, her and Phyllis are from the same place. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like their mic placement on the show, but the first time I watched it, I set my volume at when I normally set it on to listen to podcasts, and it was like, hello, we're the office ladies. I was like, oh, my goodness. Chill, chill. So... I had to I had to change my volume setting for that. I'm sure someone's thinking that about this right now. Probably somebody out there. Us and all of our audio issues. We've we've done so <laughs> much to bring this episode to you guys. We've Alex has suffered through two heart attacks. We've gone back in time to give historical figures handguns. We've changed our audio around. We went to peers, people. We've been to peers for this. There was a solid probably like forty five to fifty minutes. Of just audio setup before we even recorded this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rough. It was very. It was rough. Well, we 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 got it figured out though. Yeah. Good little nice setup. It's all good. It's all good. It's definitely better. Um, so um, we're to the portion of the podcast. I know that we mentioned the uh, a little bit of video gaming with Call of Duty earlier, but uh, what have we been playing this week? 
Like what 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 new things, old things, progress? Like what have we been playing? Um, I've been playing this thing called like Pearson, uh, <laughs> my accounting lab. It's kind of crazy, right? Is that like cool math games? No, no. It's just it's just accounting homework. It's just awesome. I am right there with you, Tanner. Exactly same dictation. situation. I've been playing dictation with Doctor Fun, where he <laughs> plays the piano, and I have to listen to it and then write down what he played. I have a. Uh, I guess in that vein, I've been playing uh, LiveLinguaMeeting.com. Pretty soon, yeah. like I've been playing staying at my house. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been pl- I've been playing the uh, the longest game of hide and seek, except I'm hiding from everybody who is not my immediate family. <laughs> it stinks. I uh, before we got the call, we were gonna go vote on Monday and then the health department called while we were out. So we had to like not get out of the car, but it was a blessing in disguise because we were going to go vote the first day of early voting, talking about our voting conversation from last week. It was lined up two circles around the building where we were going to go early vote. And then we went to another place and it was lined up around the parking lot. Like the voter turnout already from early voting was insane. So thankfully, Thankfully, our quarantine ends the last day of early voting. So I'm going to go early vote on the last day of early voting as to not have to stand in an even bigger line on Election Day. I was thinking about going to early vote, but then my dad immediately came home and he was just like, yeah, how uh, it's got crazy packed. The only thing that I need to make sure of, even if you come when I do, is that like we need to vote this year. Like you registered. Don't skip it. Don't skip voting. This, uh, I didn't this have a chance to register. To Instagram telling you to vote 40,000 times. Oh my goodness. Speaking of them telling you to vote, Snapchat told me to vote today. All right. I mm-hmm. was trying to check my Snap score, and it was like, oh, so you're checking your Snap score. You know, it should, you should be taking the score of uh, modern politics. Go vote. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Shut up. It's like, like really throwing it on score. you. That's right. Yeah. Or he's like, I got to keep it under uh, 500,000. Uh, I'm actually at 383,000 snap score right now. Dude. Oh, my God. Talk about being like a popular boy. I I think it was because I was kind of a slut in high school. Not going to lie. I think that's why I have a high snap score for being <laughs> I, I don't even have 30,000. <laughs> I think is... mine's at like 70K. Granted, wow. I granted. think mine's the lowest besides Alex that doesn't have it. I do have the pride. I think my old account is higher than that. Higher than 383,000? No, higher no, than oh, I was going to say. I think mine was at like 150,000. I do take pride in the fact that I've had the same Snapchat account that I've had since like seventh grade. So it's it's saved like every single person that I've met. And I've Snapchatted or talked to on Snapchat from seventh grade onward. And that's a lot of people. I think that like the amount of friends or whatever on Snapchat that you have, I definitely have above 120. So even if I don't talk to them all the time, getting new people increases your snap score. And I think every Snapchat you send, you get like 10 snap score. So Mine's been stagnant for like two years now. Tanner, I'll start Snapchatting you more. 
I don't want it to go up. I only use it to talk to like two people. I'll send you the Brody report every day. I'll be like, all through quarantine, I'll send you an update every day, like a written paragraph. It's like, all right, day three. I uh, I ventured to the downstairs level of the house. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to get so excited listening to Brody's or wait, no, quarantine logs. Take that back. I can't go downstairs because that's where Gary is, the, aff- the afflicted party. So take that back. Day three, I went to the second level of the house instead of the top level. <laughs> Yeah, the most I've used Snapchat is like uh, today I talked with our mutual friend Maya and mm. we had to discuss our proposal papers that we had to write. Yeah, for you and your – ironically enough, you all are talking about how ethics is like a decent pain at Pellissippi. Meanwhile, my ethics professor was like, yeah, by the way, Tuesday don't bother coming to class because I'm going to go vote that day and um, I need that time to go vote. So uh, we're just going to cancel class. You all should go vote too. And then me sitting here in quarantine, I'm like, okay, so Tuesdays, that's my one class. So this coming Tuesday, I'm literally just going to have nothing to do. And that's a pretty cool thing. I'm glad you're free that day. You know what I'm going to be doing? Probably a math exam. Pearson Math Lab. <laughs> Probably. No, I am a little concerned in quarantine about having an exam because I haven't had one. But when I take my exams, I take them on my own time and I'm quiet and everything. And now having people here with lockdown browser and like having paper thin walls like I do, I'm really concerned that Jaden's going to like bust in the door and be like, hey, you want to you want to see anime stuff? And I'm like, all right, great, Jaden. You just like tossed my whole exam for me because nobody's supposed to be in here. I think you can tell her prior to your exam. Is there also also a lock on your door or there should be? No, no. See, here's the thing about like having a little sister. It's like you can use her finger. Yeah, rambunctious. She is literally that used to be her favorite thing to do as like a littler kid. She can still do it. All she does is she sticks her thumb in the lock and twists and she can get in or she uses a quarter. But like. Locks at my doors don't work here. I've actually had to invest before in a doorstop. Um, and obviously I'm not trying to like keep Jaden out of my room now because like I don't really care. But when I was like a teenager and I was like, I need my own space. I don't want anyone in here. I would like put books underneath the door so she couldn't just like get in. Yeah. I just don't interact with my family. That's understandable. Yeah. Well, me and me, me on the other hand, I really interact with my family because, like, every weekend my two older brothers bust in or like, hey, Sam. Sam, your family is like lit though. Yeah, I'm gonna True. guys. I know you guys have lovely families. Mine's just meh. See, I will say now. I I, I preface this by saying. I would not trade Jaden, my little sister. I love her to death. Wouldn't trade her for anything in the world. But in saying that, Sam and Alex really like lucked out having brothers because like they have common ground with their brothers. You know, like you have another dude that you can like talk about sports or video games or whatever with. Talking to Jaden is scary just sometimes. Just got beat up half the time. What are you talking about? Well, talking to Jaden is like scary sometimes. Not in like a scary way, but in just like a weird way because like I don't know about girl stuff. I don't know about women. I don't know about like she's into anime. I don't know about that. I don't know about anything she's into. 
And like my little sister is scary because she knows about anime and I don't pretty cops. You could always like look it up to like talk to her and have interests I mean, between I, the two of you. I can and we have talked about Avatar some and we have a couple <laughs> of shared interests. But like she's all in on the lore. Like she will sit down and try to I've had to, I've tried to have her explain like Naruto or My Hero Academia to me. And she gets into the lore to the point where I like I feel like I need to take notes when I talk to her about these things. Like I can't yeah, remember them. I've, I have learned from you recently that you are very impatient. So I would see how it is it's hard for you sometimes. <laughs> when you're playing video games with Brody and there's a simple common task and he's just like, oh, I'm going to go do this now. Well, I mean, I feel like it's only with anime games. Like, everything else, I want to dive into the lore. I don't know what it is with being anime, but I just don't like... I recognize objectively that it's good, but I can't I can't get into it like other people can, and I don't know why, and it's just an anime thing for me. Side note? Racist. The two games I was referring to were Among Us and Call of Duty, but okay. Among Us is a great game. Call of Duty is a great game, too. Sure. I was going to say a side note. Avatar is a cartoon because it was made here in America. Yeah. 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 It's kind of racist. <laughs> Cartoons yeah. are racist. I was being at the fact that we can't call it an anime is kind of racist. I uh, know. I was just messing. Um, there are, speaking of racist cartoons, like, have you ever seen old Looney Tunes? Some of those things are, like, legitimately racist. <laughs> Yeah, but that was, like, a different cartoon. Yeah, they're products of their time, but, like, some of the Looney Tunes from, like, Gary... This is so weird. Indiana? No. Gary, my stepdad, is, like, the most manly, like, working on cars, like, buff, gruff dude ever. And he loves Looney Tunes. Like, he owns several collector's editions of Looney Tunes DVDs. He loves them. And so sometimes we'll all just sit down and watch Looney Tunes together on, like, a Sunday, because why not? Some of those from like the early forties are like kind of sus. This situ this this whole conversation is so weird. That is something I never would have thought. No, like, um. like knowing my stepdad, you would never think that guy's a Looney Tunes guy. But um, some of them are really sus. Like there's a there, there's just several questionable things that happen in these cartoons. My favorite Looney Tune is still where like someone coughs while. Bugs Bunny is giving a piano recital, and, and he, so he just shoots him. Yeah, he just pulls out the gun <laughs> and shoots him. <laughs> no, we have that one. Um, hey, my man Bugs, he, you know, he always comes strapped. He always stays strapped. But, boys, um, on the note of Looney Tunes and funny things, um, has everybody's had a good week. Everybody's staying safe, except for me, but that's fine. Alex has overcome a heart attack. Um, I Twice. think. Does anybody have anything? I'm just built different. <laughs> just coochie man. Um, does anybody else have anything to say? Because I believe that this is it's time to put a bow on it for this week. I think that the, the, the viewer, it's time for them to go out and reflect on everything. Think about who they would like to give a gun to from history, not currently, from history. And uh, should we do a like a, a question at the end to like give the viewer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. So, um, viewers and vieweresses, vieweress. I think viewers is uh, viewers unisex. Viewers. I was gonna say all ladies and gents. 
Um, answer, tweet, tweet us at Clutching Up Pod. Um, tweet us who you would give a gun to from history. Uh, let us hear your results, and we'll talk about it next time when Sam reads his dream journal. Hey, you gotta give. You gotta give. Fifteen. 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 That's the number. That's the magic number. It's not three. If you want to hear the stories, you gotta you gotta share it. You gotta give the goods. But uh, on that note, and it, and I will deliver. He will. But on that note, uh, I believe that it is it is time for us to go. Uh, stay safe. Tell somebody you love them. Uh, take care of yourselves and uh, keep on clutching up.